What's up, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and um, everywhere, right? Uh, we're live, episode 44, and it's going to be a continual of our last week's series on um, fitness and wellness, a healthier you. So this week, we go focus on wellness. And we have, you know, Thomas is back with us, and we're excited to have him. And um, I have Rob Love as well, all the way from Valley. So um, why don't you guys start by introducing yourself? Go ahead, Rob, after you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So obviously, Rob Love, my surname. Now, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people ask if that's a, a stage or a Hollywood name, but it's not my surname. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't make that up, and I think that's why my wife married me, because she'd never heard of it before. So, um, as most people can tell, I'm from Australia because I have an extremely strong Australian accent. Uh, it's funny when we're in Oz, a lot of people say, where are you from? And I'm like, well, I'm actually a, the real Aussie. It's, it's quite funny because my accent is so, so old school. Um, my background originally, I, I was in landscaping actually for 15 years, um, ex-semi-professional sportsman, so played a lot of Australian rules, football, cricket, basketball, uh, lots of sports. Um, grew up inland, so I look now the part living in Bali with the long hair and I surf, uh, but I definitely didn't grow up doing that. Uh, I didn't surf for the first 19 years of my life, so um, a lot's changed over the, the last sort of 17, 18 years. But, yeah, just extremely passionate. My, I was sharing earlier, my wife was a health and human development teacher for 10 years, so we have just a, a massive passion for becoming better every single day and obviously educating other people on the importance of so many different facets of, of health and wellness, which of course we're going to touch on. But yeah, excited to be here. Thank you for for, for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure, and um, yeah, I'm excited to to hear what others have to share too. Cool, cool. Rob, I don't know how I could top that introduction, but I'm gonna give myself <laughs> a, a try. <laughs> so my name, on like Rob, is very generic. Thomas Johnson. <laughs> um, so I reside in New York City, and um, I, my background is with nutrition and fitness. So I went to school for nutrition and also personal training. Um, I became a celebrity trainer afterwards. I also have a, a sports background. So while in college, I played rugby. In high school, I played football, ran track, all the works. But um, with my company, Get Up and Get Fit, it's a wellness and fitness coaching concierge company that basically tailors to busy executives and entrepreneurs. Right, we provide the wellness support, um, wellness support that these business executives need to keep them healthy and fit while they um crazy lifestyle. So I'm passionate about anything wellness, anything fitness, anything lifestyle related, and I'm just here to provide some gems. So Rob, let's let's chop it up. Let's have some fun. Yeah, All man. Right. All right. So I guess my first question is, um, when it comes to fitness and wellness, right? To our guests here. Rob, Thomas, what's the difference between wellness and fitness to you? Cool. cool. That, that's, that's a great question. So obviously I think that when you stereotypically look at fitness, it would be moving, right? It would be getting out and it would be physically moving your body. That, that's what I would assume most people would believe. Wellness is obviously now, it's, it's the biggest business on the planet. I think so many people, especially after 
what happened last year, um, people are extremely open now and understand the importance that wellness, it encompasses so many different aspects. And I don't think we have time to go into them all um, because they're, they're honestly, there's so many and I'm still learning more and more each day now. And I've been in the industry for, you know, 10 years. I think that for me, wellness, I focus on four key elements. It's mindset, it's nutrition, it's movement, and then it's money. And it's money's one that a lot of people don't give a lot of time to when it comes to wellness and well-being. And if you're financially stressed and under pressure, there's no way that you can take your health to the levels that are possible. And the reason I share that is health to a lot of people is expensive, not as expensive as being sick, which is quite interesting when you put it that way as well. But for me, it's, it's really clear. I put mindset and nutrition on the same platform, okay? I, I, I pivoted. There was a time where I thought mindset went above nutrition, but because I'm so in tune with what I put in my body and it's now been scientifically proven that we have two brains, one being the brain we all know of and the second being our gut, yeah. is if you put the wrong nutrition in your body, there's no way your mind can work optimally as well. So, yeah, I, I put those two together. Then obviously movement is a really important factor. I don't think it's the number one key to, to well-being. Of course, it's a part of it. Uh, and then, of course, money, which, again, I'll, I'll go into later. But, um, yeah, having multiple streams of income and learning how that you can really set yourself up financially because I know for me, I want the best of the best. I want the best products going into my body. I want the best coaches. I want to be able to travel to the, the most pristine places around the world, and, and that takes money. So um, I'm certainly not afraid to shy away from sharing that I believe that that's a part of, of well-being for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Rob, that, that was actually great, great, great. Thank, thanks for um, highlighting those facets. So with me, when I look at fitness, I look at it as – the ability to do, to do, right? The ability to perform, right? So when you're fit, you're able to um, operate efficiently, right? For instance, you're able to, if you're a fit person, you're able to run up and down uh, flight upstairs without being short of breath. So the ability to perform, that's how I look at fitness. Now, when it comes to wellness, you're either well or you're sick, right? Either sick or you're well. So if you look at wellness, it's, it's really being having this um this this holistic ecosystem right it's, it's, a, it's being able to function in a way where you are you know you are functioning in a way where there's there's no there's there's no hindrance right so if you look at wellness i look at it from mind body and soul right um you could be you could be fit you could be physically fit right and you could also be, um, you, or, or you could be ill. But when it comes to wellness, your mind, when, when, when your mind is well, you're able to think better. But sometimes when you're sick, it's hard for you to function, it's hard for you to operate, all right? With your, um, your body, when your body is sick, it's hard for you to function, right? When you also mentally, mentally, when, you, when you're off, when you're off your equilibrium, it's hard for you to function. So it's, it's literally about balance. I look at wellness as balance. When we all culture, we're not able to function efficiently and effectively. That's good. 
Hey, hello, Sergio, and want to shout out to Ashish. Um, Travis just hop on. Um, looks like we got quite an audience tonight. And um, hey, if you guys are on the show, please comment and just say hi to us. You know, I know it's sometimes nice just to be in the background, but we would love to know who's actually on there um, because we have no way of knowing um, if you don't comment. So uh, we want to just say hi to you. But um, I'll start with um, Eldrick. You have any questions about wellness? I'll start with you with the question, and then we'll go Jeremy and then Jen. Yep. I think I do have a lot. Um, I resonate with what Rob just mentioned in terms of fitness. Uh, sorry, I mean wellness, because it's such a complicated web of things that comes together which we need to take care of. Uh, and I think the message that I got out of Rob is that while he articulated the four pillars of wellness, they, they aren't necessarily in a chronological order or which one is more important than the other because each of those are equally important. Uh, the way I look at it is uh, without oversimplifying things, is that I think we, have, we will achieve a state of wellness when we are able to sleep well at night. And that in itself is a very difficult thing to do, especially, I think, coming from last year till now. I think a lot of people are worried about their employment status, their businesses, uh, their investments. And, and I think... Uh, Rob is right in the way that when we start worrying about our financial status and stability, it's very difficult to focus on anything else. And I do mean anything else. Even if you are very family-oriented, you will keep thinking about putting the food on the table. Even if you are very family-oriented. And if you are commercially driven, oh my gosh, this, I, I think from last year <laughs> until now, it will be like, you will just think, where can I go find the opportunities? So I think wellness is a very, um, is a very complex issue. Um, there's no starting point. In, in my opinion, there's no starting point. There is, but there's a lot of things that we need to take care of. Uh, I would say that mental health is very important. Just when, when the world gets crazy around you and it's like extremely volatile, it's perfectly okay to step out, step away and isolate yourself from all this crazy stuff because it will start chewing on you. It will start chewing on the edges of the way you think about things, the way you do things. And then you become one of those who are who, who emits the negative vibes. So I think it's fine. Just step out. I mean, like, no matter how socially inclined you are. And there's no need to be too obsessed over your financial stability. Just, just do what you can. And, and I think this is the time where we have to acknowledge that not every effort that we put in will have a monetary return. It's an extremely humbling time. So I think when it comes to wellness... I, I, I literally don't know how you, you segregate the prospects that's coming to you that, oh, you know, you need, 
you, you fall into the wellness bucket or you, you, you come into the, the fitness bucket, right? Because um, it's very difficult to say that someone who is fit is, is actually doing good in the wellness column. I think, I think it's very difficult. I, I've, seen, I've seen some of my friends actually who are extremely fit. They go to the gym, they have six pack, they run, they do things like that. But last year they collapsed. I, I don't mean physically collapsed. I mean like mentally they collapsed because they can't deal with the stay from home every day. They can't deal with the having to fire people. They can't deal with the you know, family members asking them, how are they doing? So I think it's, it's just too complex for me. So I hats off to the both of you in this industry, like seriously. I don't also, know how you guys get things done, but, but <laughs> yeah, it's, but, but that's it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, the first thing before, I mean, if, if, you, if you're off culture, right, if there's an imbalance, you, you, you're, going to, you're going to feel that, right? It sounds it sound like your friends were off balance, even though they were physically fit, but they were not mentally prepared. So you can be physically fit, but not mentally well, right? So it's all about finding that balance. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and, and to back what Thomas shared there, and um, Eldrick, I heard you say there that, that wellness can be quite complex. I actually think that if we look at it from the opposite angle, that it's not complex at all, that there's some simple principles that you can follow to start and it, it starts to piece itself together. And although we live in a world that's extremely loud and there's so many different pieces of information, you nailed one of the principles, you know, sleep. It's so important to get great sleep. But around that, if you do work on your mindset, and, and, and mindfulness practices. If you, if you do just start to tweak your nutrition, albeit a little bit, you know, it may be just changing your breakfast. I, I did a video recently, small, simple steps. It's change your breakfast and then change your lunch. A lot of us get overwhelmed and think that it is extremely complex when it isn't. And I think if you can take that approach with it and go, okay, well, what's one area that I can work on right now that's going to change it'll start to snowball and create that, um, you know, that, that effect of, of so many different things gravitating to just, just that one change. And, again, you'll, you'll create that compound effect eventually. But I think we, we try and go out and change everything at all at once and then we get overwhelmed and then we all fall apart. And, and I think Thomas will agree that a lot of people that look fit aren't healthy they're lifting weights and looking good it makes them it fills that void of everything else that they're not focusing on at the time so i think something off the back of that as well is is comparison is the thief of joy we should never look at anyone else bar the person in the mirror and go right what's one thing i can change forget about how others look we're all genetically different. I've done massive, massive training sessions, 16-week programs. I don't really get big muscles. or I'm genetically not built that way, and that's okay. And as soon as you can drop that, just focus on one or two small things, it's not complex at all. It starts to become really easy. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's simplicity, right? Simplicity is key. You know, um, my main thing is listen to your body. It's all about... How am I feeling right now? 
right? It's cause and effect. The more we, 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 we listen to our body, the better will be better decisions we'll be able to make when it comes to figure out what to do next. So it's extremely important to listen to your body, listen to how you're feeling at that moment. No, and that's so good, guys. I mean, you can look at, just look at all the celebrities. They look great. But look how many suicides are there and how many people that are unhappy. You know, it almost seemed like some of them are the most unhappy people, right? So, um, I mean, I think wellness has a lot to do with the mindset, you know. And um, I think it's every aspect of it is wellness, right? Um, you can be fit, you know, when you're young, you're in shape, doesn't mean you're happy, you know, <laughs> or healthy <laughs> mentally. I mean, look how many teenagers are suffering from different things and or young people, but th that doesn't mean they're healthy. So th that's great, guys. What about you, Jeremy? I, I just want to comment on uh, what Rob said, right? Uh, Rob, thanks for <clears throat> thanks for making me feel better that I don't look good. <laughs> thank you very much and uh your comment right kevin uh young people they look good you know uh they look fit um and uh maybe maybe they, they, their mind is great <laughs> no maybe their, their mind is even even good but uh they're not happy uh i think there's a problem with young people is that they don't have as much money right as according to rob's theory <laughs> so that maybe not that well um i i i do have a question I do have a question for Thomas, though. Um, Thomas, sure. when you said that uh, you, you sort of, uh, you know, uh, put uh, wellness in like three three aspects, right? Uh, mind, body, and soul, right? Mm -hmm. I'm curious about the soul part, right? How how do we, you know, how, how are we able to, I wouldn't say cultivate, train, or, you know, or build a better soul for wellness? Because, yeah, I, I'd like to hear your, your take on that. So, Jeremy... Have you ever had had a, a situation where you're doing something and you get goosebumps and you feel and you're excited about that that specific thing that that's your why, right? Yeah, yeah. Do more of that and you nourish your soul. More video ah. gaming. <laughs> it's, it's simple, right? Video gaming. With me, with me personally, um, philanthropy, giving. Whatever I'm giving, whatever I'm, I'm helping others. I I nourish my soul. That that's like me feeding my soul right there. I feel I feel such a rush of energy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the more I do that, the more I'm nourishing my soul. The more I take the the pressure off the ego and focus on more of giving and others, the more I nourish my soul. So I, I my my goal is to constantly nourish my soul as well as my mm -hmm. mind, right, and my body. Once I have all, once I'm balanced in all three. I feel, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm on cloud nine. But whenever I'm slacking in one area, I go off. Because I'm very in tune with myself. So it's all about finding out why, what makes you tick, what, what makes you go, then do more of that. So that's my right. simple answer right there. I'm not going to get all Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> no, no, that's that's really good. Because I had that I had that question in my mind when you mentioned so. And yeah, I think that sounds that sounds very right. And thanks thanks for that. Thanks no for that. Um, Yeah. More, more for more for Rob though. You know, uh, when you mentioned, you know, the the four the four aspects of wellness, right? Um, I took notes: uh, mindset, nutrition, movement, and money. Right? Um, does one precede another in terms of importance? What, what I'm trying to say is that what I'm trying to say is, for example, right? Let's say I lose my job tomorrow, so money is a huge concern, and then there's nothing I can do about it except 
uh, trying to find a new job to get mm -hmm. the money situation back, right? Sure. This period could be very long, six months, one year. I, mean, I personally experienced more than a year of not having a job and having that money concerned. Mm -hmm. So when something like that happens, do I work on the other three? You know, what, what, what would be your advice be? You know, it might not be money. It, it could be, you know, I'm, I'm feeling sick or, or I, I'm not well, you know. Do I work on something else in the meantime or, or what, what do I do? Yeah, great question. So I 100% believe that the, the mind can create anything that we desire. So obviously thoughts become things. There's so much evidence out there now that, uh, you know, what you think you manifest and you attract to yourself. So if you're thinking negative thoughts, which a lot of people do now, right, we're, we're conditioned to to watch the news and believe what we're being told. that That's the society we live in. So majority of people live in doom and gloom and they struggle financially. Their health isn't great. You go to the doctor and you get pills rather than eating better food and looking after, feeding your soul like Thomas shared earlier. I believe mm. mindset is the, is, it is the key. It's where it all stems from if we, if we don't think positive thoughts, we're not going to attract positive things. It's as simple as that. And I follow a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, who he's, he's the king at the moment. He, he's, the, he's the man. He is dominating the neuroscience space. And it's all scientifically proven now. He is blowing scientists' brains at the moment. He's bringing in professionals to prove his theories of it all. And, and it all comes back to mindset. I think, like I shared earlier, though, that you can't think positive thoughts and say, I'm going to be healthy, I'm going to be wealthy, I'm going to feel amazing every day and go and eat McDonald's. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> but, but McDonald's makes me feel great. <laughs> Temporarily, though, right? That yeah. just ruined my pastime. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> It's, it's kind of very obvious. I'm in trouble. No. <laughs> it, it's, it's a very obvious statement to make. I think where a lot of people aren't educated enough, though, is they follow someone like Dr. Joe Dispenza and their diet is horrible. You know, they're drinking soft drink and eating burgers and fries. And that's okay. Like, I eat that stuff. I eat pizza. I drink a beer. That's okay. I don't do it every day. It's a very minimal part of my life. So with, without fueling your body correctly, like I shared earlier, it's hard to get your mindset on the level that it can actually go. So once you start to tweak those little aspects, all of a sudden money's going to start to appear. You're going to attract money because if you're manifesting and um, meditating and, and thinking thoughts about abundance, well, guess what's going to show up? And again, it's been proven. It's not me just saying go and meditate and think about money all the time. It's actually being proven that you can attract what you think and you will attract what you think, you know. And I, I think what's cool is I see you, Thomas. I'll just finish this bit and then jump in. Um, you think of somebody and all of a sudden they call you. Like how often does that happen, right? It's That's not just a coincidence. <laughs> That's energy that you're putting out into the universe and your thoughts are creating that phone call to happen. So, yeah, I, I truly believe that people should really take manifesting and uh, meditation and gratitude extremely serious. 
nutrition as serious as well. You know, start tweaking that and, and they they work synergistically. You're just going to get better results. Yeah, well, wow. Thanks for that answer. Yeah, That's definitely. Def definitely. You, you, you definitely, you, you dropped some, some gems right there. I'm glad you and I both follow the same thing because I'm also big on manifestation, right? I follow Joel Dispenza. I follow, I have a, I love to study um, successful people, right? And a lot of successful people, they have a lot of the same habits, right? They're big when it comes to manifestation. They're big when it comes to mindset. My biggest priority is my peace of mind before anything else. Peace of mind, because if my peace of mind is not intact, it's hard for me to focus, it's hard for me to operate. So my mindset has to be on point all the time, right? <laughs> I, I can't be stressed out and expect to excel and, and create wealth. And at the same time, one thing I also want to chime on too, Bob, I'm pretty sure you and I probably share the same, um, same belief. Money is a tool. Money is just a tool, right? It's a, and especially with being in the US, it's a fiat currency. We print money like nothing, right? Out here. In the US. It's not just the US. Don't worry about it. Yeah, out there too. So the main thing is, like, like the, the formula is the more value you create, the more money you will produce. It's all about creating value. You know, the more people you help. So now if you embody that mindset and you create more value and you connect yourself with the, the right people, then more opportunities are going to happen. Right, so it's it's not it's not really a hard thing, but most folks, because they're constantly in this place of scarcity, they tend to lock their progress. Once again, mindset, like what Robin and I talk about, mindset, right? So if your mind is stuck on one thing, how do you ex expect to go to the next level? We are the only creature that could think about our past and relive those moments of the past. You could think about a previous heartbreak and still go through the emotions. <laughs> right? Why not take that same energy and bring it towards your future? Think about having an amazing future and feel that emotion. You can you, you, you can do the same thing, but most people don't do that. They want to stay in their their past hurt, opposed to <clears throat> going past that and focusing on success, focusing on being the best them, the, the best the, the best the best self. You know, it's not hard. We, we just have to do it. Yeah, I love that. And and there's a couple of things again to back you up there, Thomas. There's a saying I love: uh, don't ask successful people what they're doing; ask what they're thinking. Mm. That's okay. good. That's really good. That's huge, right? It's don't ask them what they're doing; ask what they're thinking. Because all the top leaders in the world, the number one thing they all agree on is that your mind is the most powerful tool, the thoughts become things. And you touched on stress there, Thomas. Um, Jim Quick talks about the flow state. Mm -hmm. And if you're stressed out, it's impossible to get into flow, 100% flow. You have to be able to block that out. And a tip he gives is, is there anything I can do right now to eliminate that stress? before moving into to creating your flow state. And then the third thing, it was success leaves clues. So, you know, again, Thomas, sorry guys, I just, I've just, oh, there we go. Um, yeah, success leaves clues. Again, it's like, what are the successful people thinking and doing? Like they leave clues. So go and follow them. Whoever's got what you want, 
that's who you want to be following. It's as simple as that. Exactly. We fall into this trap of getting advice off people that don't have what we want. Neighbor, <laughs> 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 whether we should go and buy that nice car or whether we should invest. They don't have a clue. Go and ask the people. <laughs> That's so good. And that, that's why I collect books. <laughs> that's why I collect books. <laughs> what about you, so Jen? Should... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to say, so I should ask uh, Elon Musk if I need to, if I want to buy it, if I need to buy a Tesla, right? <laughs> Make it happen if you have that connection. I <laughs> wouldn't Jen, sorry, Jen. That's okay. No problem. Um, I have to start off by saying it's interesting that um, Rob just said, don't ask successful people what they're doing, but ask them what they're thinking. Um, because sometimes I come across the, these YouTube videos where these people literally just run around and go, sir, you're driving a Lamborghini. What are you doing? What is your job? You know, and, and I just like when you said that, I thought of that. They're saying, what do you do? What do you do? Not what are you thinking? What got you to where you're at? Do you have a book out that you've written about how you got from point A to point Z? You know, that's where we should be at. And so, and it's funny because before I came on here, of course, Kevin's challenging me on, you know, what are you going to ask him or, you know, things that you can, you can share. And um, I didn't really prep for it, but my first thought was mindset. And um, I think that that's where it all starts. It's not, hard to eat something nutritious. It's not hard to move, but it's hard to get your mindset sometimes to the point where you begin to move or you begin to make conscious effort to, um, to be, you know, nutritious. And for me, I guess my question is, how do you, if you're not in a right mindset, but you want to be, how do you get there? Okay. I'm, I'm 41. I'm married. I have two small kids. Um, I, I love them to death. They drive me completely crazy. <laughs> I don't get good sleep at night. Um, and I'll tell myself, I'm going to wake up at seven in the morning before they get up and I'm going to go get on my, my pre-core machine or go for a jog. And then, you know, after I've been awakened so much during the night, when seven comes, I hit the buzzer. I just can't move. I can't even function and I have to do digital school with them throughout all, throughout the day. And so, um, so I, I feel like sometimes, you know, I definitely, it's just all comes back to mindset. I make excuses for myself. Um, and so that's kind of my question is how do you, how do you really change that mindset to, make time for that and not make excuses because you're fatigued, because you're tired. Um, for me, I've already changed the nutritional part of things and I've been feeling a lot better, but I can't seem to get the, to uh, get the exercise part going. Okay, can I jump on this one, Rob? <laughs> so um, it's all about really starting off from where you're at, right? You, you're already making the point to, um, to make these changes, right? Right, mm -hmm. you, you know you would like to make these changes. You have that back of your mind. That's great. Now make it make it easier for yourself. All right, you don't have to go to the gym for for an hour. You don't have to do anything so extravagant, so crazy. Start off where you're at. Okay. If you if you know you need more sleep, get more sleep. When you do get up, get up and do a little bit. You can go for a walk around the block just so you could get the momentum going. All right. Start off small. People tend to, 
they, 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 they want to start from A and run right to Z. And when you, when you have that mindset, you become overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Start off by chopping at the block, little by little. Put your put your shoes by by your bed. You get up. You see once you see your shoes, that's gonna re re um invigorate you to to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Or even if, if you're tired, like I said before, rest up because sleep is extremely important, right? Rest up. We have some time. Go for a walk around the block or do some squats for like one or two minutes. All right. Um, in between a day, and next day do a little bit more. So this way you can gradually work up a momentum, hmm. right? That's it. It's, it's really, literally not that hard. Start off from where you're at. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Everything Thomas said, of course, absolutely spot on. And that it's interesting, Jen, you're a mom, right? Hmm. You're yeah. a typical mom. It's the same. And Thomas, you would work, no doubt, with mums. Firstly, mums are freaking superhuman. Amazing. So don't... You can all, I say it a lot, I feel the energy. And, and there's actually, Jen, it's funny, I would empower you to go and do this um, little experiment, right? Yep. And what, what I tell mums to do is I say go to the sink and get, you've got two kids and a, and a husband, right? And grab, fill, fill one cup halfway. Just fill one cup halfway, okay? Sounds mm-hmm. out there. Just fill one cup halfway. Then the other three cups is Kevin and your two kids and tip a bit of water into those three cups and have a look at your cup, right? It is impossible to fill everybody else's cup when your cup is not overflowing, right? And what you need to do and all mums need to do because mums just, they think that they're never doing enough is firstly celebrate the awareness that, you know that there's things to change, right? So celebrate that. Celebrate that you've tweaked your nutrition. That's huge, right? That's those small, simple steps. So all of a sudden your focus is on positives rather than I'm not getting out of bed in the morning. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. There's two massive things that you've already changed. Then, like Thomas said, do five minutes worth of exercise. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you're starting to move your body because it's hard, right? Like who wants to go for an hour run or get on the bike for 30 minutes first thing in the morning? It's it's draining and it's going to – you're going to start to tell yourself, I don't want to do that. I'm tired. It's too much. If you do five minutes though, that's not going to be hard, right? So set those little achievable goals off the back of celebrating and start to write your wins down. Like today I did five minutes. Like that's massive. And, and go and do, you know, go and do that task because I think physically seeing that, like I did it with a mum once and she couldn't believe it. And then I said, now turn the tap on and just let it keep filling up and just leave the tap on and everything that comes over. And then all of a sudden all four cups are full and all of a sudden your eyes are open. You're like, wow, now I get how important I am. And I can guarantee you Kevin and the kids are going to be more happy that you're happy, right? We don't always have to keep filling everybody else up at the expense of ourselves because everybody else around us actually is in more lack because you're in lack. Right. So celebrate the small wins, 
you know, just take small steps and watch what starts to happen because it might be 12 months you're getting out of bed earlier and doing an hour in the morning. It doesn't matter. What's the hurry, right? Like we've got, we've got a long time to go. Yeah, I think I, that's awesome. I, I appreciate that from both of you guys. I think for me, I was in really like the best shape of my life when I met my husband. And so, you know, then you get excited, you fall in love, you go out to eat, you know, you start making excuses. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're like, I'm a mom, so I hope you guys don't <laughs> mind. But, you know, you're popping these kids out into the world and your body's changing. And, you know, there's just so much going on. And then there's such an added stress when you've got these kids in your life that you're trying to keep them, you know, um, right here, all going in the same direction. And so I can... I really appreciate that. I think a lot of times I'm like, well, if I can't do 16 or 20 minutes, then I might as well not do it at all. And so I really appreciate you saying, hey, that five minutes matters. And just doing something every day matters. And so thank you for that. And Jen, just, just to add just to ask the conversation, the, the, more, the more you start to work on yourself, the more energy you're going to have. Your kids going to see the difference. The kids going to see that mommy has more energy. Mommy is happier. And mommy is smiling more, and that's going to form a ripple effect. <laughs> sure. And and, well, and and they will run around more, and they will want to play with you more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they so already they already run around me and want to play with me a lot, but I can't hardly keep up with them. Some. <laughs> you know, they inherited my energy level. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and one of them doesn't sleep just like him. So it's really hard. Something else to be extremely aware of, though, is energy is everything, right? Like our energy, people mm -hmm. pick up on it. You can walk into a room and you can be like, I don't want to be near that person because your energy, you know, mm -hmm. people feel that. And your kids will be feeling that. And just be extremely aware of your language, you know, using language like, you know, the kids stress me out or I'm tired or I'm not sleeping because, again, it comes back to the thoughts create things. If you keep using mm, good. stress and mm. I'm tired and I can't and, you know, I'm not. It's, it's, it's so small. Like I pick so many people up on the word try all the time. I'm going to try and do that. So we either are or you aren't. There's no yes. isn't even a real word because you either are or you aren't. It's like I'm, mm. I'm going to try and get up in the morning. Well, you're either going to get up or you're not you're going. Not. <laughs> 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 try means you already plan that you're probably not going to get Setting up. Setting yourself up for failure. Yep. You're going to do it based on how you feel. You're going to feel like staying in bed. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. I'm writing it down, by the way. So that's that's Yoda right there. It's no try. Don't try. <laughs> Don't try. Just now, do it. And this is great because um, I think right now wellness is so is much needed, right? Um, especially now that we're cooped up. Um, you know, some of us in the part of the world with COVID and everything, there's lockdowns, there's all this stuff, right? So um, a big part too, you, you guys mentioned, is nutrition. It plays a big part in wellness, right? So a lot of people think that, hey, just because you're eating healthy, but what is eating healthy? So that's kind of my questions to you because um, I've learned, so I'm actually a certified personal trainer from my past because I used to compete in fitness, bodybuilding and different things. But then 
I wasn't eating healthy. You know, I was eating protein powders, a lot of whey protein, a lot of cans of tuna, you know, but it's not necessarily healthy, right? Arnold will tell you that he wasn't healthy, but he, you know, he won Mr. Universe, but he wasn't healthy, you know? So what is healthy to you guys? Oh, this is a, this is a, a beautiful question. Mm-hmm. So healthy could look, healthy is very, very um, relative, right? But when I, consider, when I look at health, once again, I'm looking at your ability to function, right? So when we eat, we're supposed to eat to nourish our body, to nourish our cells. And one thing a lot of people don't don't focus on, which I, I like, I like to, I like to um, bring to the forefront. Us as human beings, we are systems within systems within systems, right? When we eat food, it's not just for our body. We also have to feed our microorganisms and our gut, right? Mm. So, and those are those are the, the bosses right there. The micro those microbes in our gut. Those give those to determine how we are going to um, um perform when it comes to energy. So imagine you're just eating donuts or you're just eating cookies or even just eating like a, sandwiches, right? You know how, how sometimes when you, when you eat uh, eat a meal you feel tired and lethargic afterwards, you have no energy to move, even though you're eating. Even though you're eating, you're still not feeding your, your cells. Yeah. It's all about mm. feeding your body with the right nutrients, right? The right nutrients. Uh, vitamins is what lubricate um, your cells to function furthermore, right? Um, you, your body needs nutrients and minerals. So when you eat, before you even eat, be mindful of what you put in your body because that's going to determine how you're going to perform. Mm. So look at the health as putting the proper nutrition in your body that's, that will allow you to function at an optimal level, right? That's how you should look at health. Am I healthy? Am I able to, to operate without feeling tired, without getting injured? So that's my well, definition of health right there. Since, since, we're, since we're on this, right, I just have a question, right, Thomas? What, what's your take on perk me up foods? Because like for me, like, you know, I sit in front of a computer, I work, and then, I just have this urge to go to the fridge and pick up a bar of chocolate to feel better, you know, and then I do that, like potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously not nutritious, but I do think that they, 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 they give me the energy. It, okay. might be a, it might be a reliance, you know, mental reliance. I don't know. Well, what's yeah, yeah. your take on that? So or how do yeah. I break that cycle, right? So, so <laughs> first thing, you break the cycle by being aware, right? Because you, you, you already know that they do these things. <laughs> you, already, you know already, right? You know, you know this. So you're not fooling yourself. The first step is to be aware, right? The second step is to take, okay, if the food is not in your fridge, then you, you won't get tempted by those foods, <laughs> by those snack foods, right? <laughs> so stop putting it in your fridge. Stop putting your cabinet. Because if you get up and go in the cabinet, it's going to be staring at you like, Jeremy, eat me. Eat me, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Eat me. <laughs> so make it easy for yourself. So grab grab healthier um, snack choices and put your put it in your fridge and your cabinet. This is when you, when you do get up. You're able to grab that and eat it. Right. Go ahead, Jen. So- I am not the professional. So I actually put this out there kind of as like a suggestion with, but you guys can step in. So um, I, I use a protein bar that's actually um, 
very chocolatey tasting, but with no added sugar. So it's still, I don't know how they do it. I haven't looked at all the ingredients, but it's called clean. Um, and and uh, I, I keep those. So they're very high protein. They don't have a lot of sugar, maybe like two or three grams tops. Um, and that, that totally cuts out my chocolate craving every single day. So I don't know. I mean, I haven't gone to like the extreme of doing the, the dark chocolate with no sugar in it. I'm sorry. I'm just not capable of that yet. I haven't gotten to that point, but I, I just need that, that chocolate. I just need a chocolate fix. And so there's one that has like chocolate and peanut butter. And then there's one that has like the, the sea salt and, and chocolate. And if you don't like my idea, Kevin's the one that picked them out, not me. I just want to put that back on him. So, so um, one thing, so no, one thing, I love I, it. I just looked at price. <laughs> so one thing, <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes when, you, when you're craving certain foods, it's, be <coughs> me, it's because your, your body is lacking a certain a mineral or nutrient. And there might be a trace of that mineral or nutrient in that food. So your body automatically associates that food item um, with your lack. Okay. okay. So um, your, your body really wants to find that balance. So um, another thing, Jen, um, I know most people don't, most people don't read nutrition labels, but I want you to not only rely on, on, on the sugar intake, but also look at the ingredients when it comes to the failures, right? when it comes to the, um, the other stuff, right? The other stuff in it because the other stuff is really what wreaks havoc on the body. Sugar, a lot of folks get used to looking at looking at greens for to see if there's sugar or how much sugar is within the ingredients. But it's not just about the sugar, you know. It's literally about the other ingredient. For instance, like the, the ingredients that extend the shelf life of that product, right? Those things are uh, really wreak havoc on the body because it stays uh, in your body yeah, for a yeah. longer period of time. But uh. I'm not, I'm not going to go too much into this because I get passionate about this, you know? So I'm just going to just give you that little tip. Be more aware of the actual ingredients. My little um trick, my little trick is if you can't pronounce the word, if you don't know what it means, then don't consume it. <laughs> don't consume it. So education before consumption. Hmm. Okay. You definitely got me on that one because I'm pretty sure there's something that gives that shelf life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, normally, it, normally it is, and that goes into your body, you know. Uh, so yeah, bad idea, Jeremy, Jeremy, bad idea. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do what if, I suggested. If it if it extends my shelf life, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But great, great one, great one, Thomas. Appreciate it. Yeah, Rob, you want to say something? Yeah, what I'll share is like I can be a bit more blunt. Um, sugar is. Crack. It, it's now been proven. They did a test yeah. with mice that they gave them crack cocaine and, and artificial sugar and they kept going back to the sugar. So think about that. Sugar's killing you. Simple as that. And if you're feeding it to your kids, it's killing your kids. So if you really want to, you know, obviously, Jen, you've got kids. It's like, well, if you want to keep putting that stuff in their body, it's slowly going to be eating away at them. And it is extremely addictive and what starts to happen is your body craves it mm -hmm. it literally craves it and you, you find it really hard to stop a big thing that i'm passionate about is cleansing so i do a lot of cleansing i do what's called cellular cleansing i i do a lot of intermittent fasting um i do you know 
periods of time. We have a liver and kidney. Absolutely, they're amazing. Like our body is the miracle. We often just need to support it. And we live in an environment now that's extremely, extremely toxic. And, you know, I'm not sure Thomas has taken, you know, obviously being in the fitness industry, so I don't want to offend anyone, but I believe that we need to help our body with the impurities that we're bombarded with every day. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that. And, and a lot of you guys are in America, right? It's it's one of the most toxic countries on the planet. You know, you, you go and buy yeah. fruit and veg there, it has no flavour, it's lacking colour. You know, I, I did a stint in America while I was on a, on a program and um, I had to eat like five cups of vegetables a day. I, I couldn't do it because... You know, it just wasn't nice. And Australia is a much better, don't get me wrong, our, our regulations in Australia, there's a lot of herbicides and pesticides, mm -hmm. cattle are injected, you know, there's all these nasty things that our bodies are subjected to. So I'm a big one for cleansing. And when you do, when you start to aid your body and you mm -hmm. start to give your liver and kidneys that bit of a, a boost, your skin gets better, right? We're, we're such consumers. Let's Let's heal our skin from the outside. That doesn't work. That's a gimmick. The yep. crap you're putting on your skin isn't fixing your skin. It's covering up. It's a Band-Aid. You start to heal yourself inside, your skin starts to get better. Your hair starts to get better. Your nails, your, your bone density, your muscle, you know, you really start to, to nourish yourself inside. The stuff on the outside takes care of itself because there was never any such thing as you know, topical products a long, long time ago. Thomas, did you have something? Rob, listen, listen, Rob, you, I feel like I'm speaking to myself right now. Like, I, I'm listening to you. I'm just beaming inside because I'm like, yes, he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. I'm literally beaming inside because everything you just mentioned is what I believe is what I live by, right? Sure. Um, you, you have to assist your body. You have to be mindful. You have to really, really love yourself because that's the definition yeah. of love, right? Yeah. Um, that's by, good. Self-sabotaging, you're not, you're not loving yourself. You have to love yourself. And how do you love yourself? By taking care of yourself. What do you consume? Yeah. What do you what do you consume? Not only orally, but also visually and and just and just like uh just in general, right? So it's extremely important. And like Rob said, your your liver, your kidney, like your, your liver, magic. We have we have this filtration system that's such that's such an amazing job, but we decide to Beat it up by adding extra stuff in there, by eating food, food with dyes, eat, drinking a lot of, eating food and beverages with a lot of sugar. We're constantly beating ourselves up, making our organs work harder, harder, <laughs> harder. And no wonder, no wonder why they become calcified. Over, mm. over time, when something is being worked over time, what happens? It gets tired. <laughs> it gets tired. Then what happens? Then you start, start to get these, um, these diseases. So we have control over what we consume. Now you have to make the decision when it comes to what you put in your mouth and also how you're going to feel afterwards. Because what you put in your mouth is going to determine how you're going to feel afterwards. Right? That's so good. I, I, know we, I know we like sugar and that's a quick little sugar fix. But then what happened? We crash afterwards. After having that pop, mmm, tastes good. We crash afterwards, right? So let's look at sustainability opposed to a quick fix mm. yeah so i've had i've had a hard time with food 
uh, don't get me wrong. I eat way too much. I love food, but I've had a hard time with food because, um, now, well, I'm just trying to think how to, how to describe this, but I lived in India for a while for about okay. three years. So you wow. go, you go to the farmer's market and at least my perception was this is all organic. Okay. They raised this on the, I lived in the mountains. They raise it on the mountains. So the apples there were for, from Johnny Appleseed, literally. He took the seeds over there, they planted them, and they flourished in the mountains. And it was just like melt in your mouth, okay? Again, not to offend anyone, but you come back to America, your apples are covered in wax. You hope that they're a little bit sweet. Um, now, there, I've kind of adjusted to some of it, but it was so hard for me to come back and adjust to that. And ever since then, I've had a very hard time eating food. So for me, I'm like, ah, if you're not going to eat organic, how does it really help you anyway? It's kind of like giving you some nutrition, but all the pesticides are killing you, uh, killing me softly, you know, <laughs> not, not with this song, but with pesticides. And so, um, so I've had a very difficult, and just recently I've been trying to ch change my mindset to have a healthy mindset toward food and not just look at it as all bad because if you can't afford all organic you still have to eat and you still have to make better choices than worse choices so i mean you can't just eat a bag of potato chips every day you know to get by um and so that's kind of been a, a hard thing for me is how do i how do i eat how do i eat like rob was saying where your shelves are full of canned food and um, mass produced food and you know even if it tastes good, you know it's not good for you. So, so let me ask the question: What types of food do you enjoy? Do you enjoy eating? Asian food, everything <laughs> Asian. Okay. I don't hardly. Okay. We don't even eat American. I don't even really like it now. Again, so, not to offend anyone, I just I can't I can't do I can't do American food. Right, I really. Fine. Um, I'm just curious because like my my thing is, if you like a certain types of food. It's all about getting creative and replicating the recipes, right? If, if you're a person that likes to cook, you can find healthier choices, right? Healthier options. Um, even I hate cooking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. That, I do that it. kills it, right? <laughs> that kills a lot of <laughs> Right? <laughs> no, I mean, I just have to put that out there. I have to be honest, though. Just honest. Um, okay. I really don't enjoy cooking. I do it only because I have to. And... Um, if I were to eat, I would just boil a sweet potato and, and maybe um, fry some vegetable or something like that and some meat. Um, that's why Kevin cooks sometimes. Sometimes his mom who lives with us cooks because we, I mean, we eat everything from Korean barbecue to pho to, you know, Vietnamese to, I mean, Thai. We love Thai. We love curry. I mean, we, but we try to, uh, we try to like make our carbs, simple carbs, like sweet potatoes, brown rice, um, you know, so I don't know, but can, I, can I, I, wish I, I, I wish I love to cook. I'm not good I, at can, it. Can I just quickly jump in? Sorry okay. to, to cut you off. No, Jen. it's okay. Do you remember my fourth principle that I shared earlier? Money? Yep. Yeah. Mindset. Movement, nutrition. Money. Money. Well, money, money was the fourth one, right? And and something oh, that I heard you share earlier, and I hope you don't mind me bringing this back up. But and and this is most people, right? This is why I put money in there. 
most people can't afford to eat organic every day, right? Like they are the words you shared, which is true because yeah. junk food is subsidised. It's ludicrous, right? Health food. I'm not even going down this path. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. A pre- there's a premium to eating healthy. You're right about it, Rob. It's yeah, crazy. A premium to that. That's a whole nother webinar that we go in there with the politics and everything. <laughs> However, the, the one thing, and this is where I, I actually put up a question on Facebook the other day. It was a bit of a loaded question because I have a really strong viewpoint on this. I said, can you be happy and broke? Right? Can you be happy and broke? Ooh. Yeah. Can you be happy Ooh. and broke? Right? Now, now, here's the thing. Most people, and I know most of these people, they wrote back, of course you can. Of course you can be happy and broke. Money doesn't. They go for pay rises all the time. They drive nice cars, all that type of thing, right? It was a loaded question. If you can't buy organic every single day and fuel your body with nutritious food that makes you feel amazing, can you be happy and broke, right? Now, I understand that you can lay on a park bench and, and happiness is mindset. However, I still not argue, but I, I beg the question, if you can't be eating premium, if you can't be buying the best things in your life, if you have to say no to your children due to money, does that create happiness or does that create stress, anxiety, depression, um, an unhealthy body because nutrient, right? It's a, it's a question I like to put out there because I feel strongly about it. That's why I put money mm-hmm. as a wellness essential because mm, that's so good. not cheap to be healthy it, it just isn't especially in the countries that we live in and if we have to go to the supermarket and buy compromised food that doesn't serve our body and light us up do we need more money and do we need to figure out how to bring in multiple streams rather than blaming that we don't have enough do we need to be educated more on the importance? How do I bring in more money to be able to get better things to fuel my body and, and have a better future? The question I chuck out there. Yeah, Rob, that's actually a great question. But just to play devil's advocate, um, Go for it. If, if, you, if you were living in a, a country where, you could, where you were sourcing your own food, mm-hmm. then, then that question right there is, is a bit relevant because you, you source your own food, you're able to grow your own food. That's sure. different, but in a, a capitalistic um, society as mm-hmm. like Singapore, um, the Americas, and etc., you definitely do need uh, you, you, you need money to build a better life for yourself. You know, um, for instance, like my background, um, I wasn't born here. I came here when I was six years old. Right, I lived in a country called Liberia. Um, mm-hmm. I went through a civil war. Yeah. Prior to the civil war, my grandmother she was rich. We had everything at our disposal. Civil War came through, things went crazy. Um, shortly afterwards, I moved to Brooklyn, right? From being in Africa to moving to Brooklyn, New York, where it was cold. This is back in the early 90s in the hood, you know? Um, being a small apartment in Brooklyn, New York, where you could barely even go outside. You were stuck in an apartment, stuff that, something I wasn't used to. So being able to see the difference <clears throat> was, was huge right there. Um, in that case, we definitely need the money to eat better because we were getting, we we're using food stamps. <laughs> we were, you know, and mm-hmm. being in a place that's a food desert, 
it's hard for you to eat healthily when you live in the food desert. A food desert, for you guys don't know, is uh, an urban a urban area that doesn't have any type of um, market that produces that have any vegetables. There are corner stores that normally have a whole bunch of processed foods. So it's it's called a food desert. So living in a food desert does not produce a good outcome, <laughs> right? So um, I do believe in what you just mentioned um, when you mentioned money equating to happiness if you're in a capitalistic society, you know? Yeah. But like I yeah. said, if you're in a, a place where you're able to source your own food, then that's a bit irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. And, and I back I, sorry, I'll just I'll just jump in there. I'll back up everything you say because I actually live in Bali, right? And they're very happy. They don't have a lot of money. I don't think money buys happiness necessarily. Unfortunately, the way of the world that we live in now, it is a necessary tool to leverage to be able to buy things that make us happier. You know, it's not the money. Money is energy and paper, yeah, right? However, it's the it's the, the, the things that we can get. It's the experiences that we can be able to supply our lives. But you're right. It's if the world was changing and we were all going to, you know, um, live on the barter system like it used to be, amazing. But it's not. And it never will be, unfortunately. There will be pockets. I know that there's people that are buying land and creating sustainable uh, you know, um, communities, which is amazing. That's not going to be everywhere, unfortunately. If it was, we'd be a whole lot happier. But I'm I'm super passionate because I I'm, I'm a realist, and I know that money is something that is going to be prevalent for a very long time, at least while we're alive, anyway. So I have to say, kind of from a middle perspective, like I, I really get where Rob's coming from. I also understand how Thomas, you know, where he's coming from, what angle, because um, Rob is right. But from living in a third world country, I also understand the, the total extreme, the opposite direction. Sometimes what you want and need is just not there. It's just not available. I think, you know, for us and, in this country, we we do have such an opportunity. I think in Singapore, they have such an opportunity to be able to have that growth mindset to be able to grow, um, you know, and, and living, like living in India, I don't even think about a spa or living it up in the city or, you know, you just don't think about those things. You see others around you and it's okay. You just want to be simple. You just want to fit in and just blend in and um and still be able to take care of yourself but you know it's it's not all about you but when you live in the u.s i mean i'm not gonna lie i i feel happier and healthier when i can go get a facial or go get a massage at the spa um you know but i know that not everybody has that opportunity either and so i don't take that for granted so there's kind of like you know i see from both of your perspectives and they're both, they're, you know, so. Here's the thing, Jen, everybody has that opportunity. And I think that's where the education lies. I understand that financially there's people out there right now that might not have the opportunity. Everybody has the opportunity, though. And I think that the clearer we get on that and educate people, because we've touched on it, right, thoughts become things. It's just that most people aren't brought up. I wasn't brought up with it. My dad worked his 
to, to the bone. My mum still works in her 60s. It's all about working harder, you know, not work smarter. It's work yep. harder. Yep. And that's 90% of it and that's our paradigm, that's our blueprint, that's what we're brought up with, right? So I, I think that we give people the easy option to say, well, I understand that you don't have that opportunity. You have the opportunity. Everybody, like you live in America, everybody has the opportunity. Everybody, so has, everybody has it. They just don't understand it. So I think if yeah. we can teach them that, all of a sudden the world's a better place. Yeah, Rob, it sounds like the the race dad, poor dad mentality, um, yep. Kiyosaki, right? It's the exact mm. same thing. You know, um, if you're lacking the, the knowledge, then it's hard for you to apply it. You only, yeah. you only know what you know. You only know what you know. So this is why it's important to um, branch out. Like, a lot, lot, lot of folks would stay within the ecosystem around the same friends they grew up with and expect to excel. It's hard for you to excel if you're around the same group. You have to get out of your comfort zone to learn more so this way you can grow. That's mm -hmm. the only way you're going to excel. So that, that's, that's the formula. And I think that's, that's the beauty of it. It all goes back to like what Rob said, Thomas, all of us, right? It goes back to perspective and mindset, right? And I, I'm a firm believer of that as well because same thing, Asian parents, immigrant, you know, they pretty much worked their whole life, ended up being entrepreneurs. But then, you know, it was... I would say they're, they're entrepreneurs that just made enough to put us to college, but I wouldn't say there was an abundance, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's that mindset shift. So yeah. even when I marry Jen, I'm a firm believer in like, you got to shift that mindset. It's not, oh, I can't afford that. You know, it's I can afford it. It's just how I'm going to afford it, right? So uh, it's just, it's the small shifts that makes the biggest difference because I meet people and I challenge even the guys that work for me sometime. I go, don't say you can't or, oh, you know, it'll be 10 years. Why? You know, I go, is that what you want? Go get it. You know, it changed the mindset is instead of going, let me save for that is how can I pull more income in order to afford that? It's just a different mindset because we all have like sometimes people go, oh, we don't have enough time. You make time. <laughs> if you want something you make time there is enough time it will happen you just gotta make it happen <laughs> you know and i think um we as humans we set ourselves to failure just like fitness right i used to be a bodybuilder and i i competed you know and why why do i not look like that now and i tell my wife it's a mindset <laughs> you want right? to you, you want know, to look yeah, I know how to do it, but I don't do it. <laughs> you know, you, you prefer you prefer to look prosperous as a business guy. More prosperous. I don't think that's the point. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the mindset. You know, it shifted. Something shifted throughout the years that is no longer like a priority, and that's a mental problem for me. You know, and I think everything starts with the mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so Kevin, with that being said, what is your goal? What would you like to look like? What, what, what would you like to achieve and accomplish, man? Yeah, now? Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'll, I'll oh, you, I'll put you on the spot, man. I'll put yeah. you on the hot seat right now. <laughs> I, would, yeah, I would love to hear this and maybe add to it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
to be honest, it's just to be healthy. You know, like I don't want to have pain or, you know, where, you know, I want to be sure that I have the energy level, like you guys said, but not so much aesthetically, you know, I want to fit my clothes and stuff and not have a belly, you know? So that's kind of my goal where I am today. And, um, you know, I won't be there for my kids, you know? So my father died when he was 59, Wow. you know? So he wasn't there for my wedding. He's never met my kids. So he died of cancer. Um, and my grandfather died pretty young as well. So genetically, you know, uh, I'm a, at a disposition, right? But then I, I've always lived fairly healthy. You know, I, I, I watch what I eat and everything. And most of my life until I started being an entrepreneur, you Kevin, know. Kevin, yep. I want you to hold that emotion like, what you just mentioned about your, your grandfather, your father, I want you to hold on to that emotion, right? Yep. And write it down. Because if you, whatever you write down becomes 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 more of a realization because you it shows that you're being more serious. Write down those those whys right there, those reasons, right? Yep. I want you to look at it every single day. Okay? That's gonna be your homework. Ooh. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's all it's that's all about powerful. the emotional tie. Because what once, you, once you attach an emotion to uh a reason then you're you more equipped to take that next step. Yep. That's good. And and then to take it a step further, stick a picture of your family on there. Mm. There we That's go. Good. If if family motivates you, stick a picture. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, if they don't it's something else. No, it's fine. No one will criticize you. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture of my family on my chocolate bars. <laughs> <laughs> That works. <laughs> Good idea. The other thing, Kevin, is you're, ahead, not a, you're not at a genetic disposition at all. Go and listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza. That's rubbish. We are all brought up to believe that genetics play a massive role. It's something like 0.01% of <laughs> disease is genetic. So, you know, again, um, learn to remove that out of your mind because you're setting yourself up for failure with that. You're saying, well, you know what? I probably will only last till 60. That's a thought. Something like 90% of people when they're diagnosed with a terminal illness, if they're given a date, <laughs> they will die. They will die before or on that date because mm, they're so good. themselves that mm -hmm. so yep. it, uh, it's important that you understand that that's it's mm -hmm. bs it honestly it's bs and disease is just dis-ease it's you can you can live to your 120 and completely change that if you make the decision to and when you make that decision and like thomas said write it down the sky's the limit because you're going to start to do the things that are going to push you well past that mm, that's okay, awesome. well, since you're, early, since you're early on that topic, oh man, listen, like I said, you are, we are kindred spirit. We are kindred spirit, spirits. <laughs> um, I want you to highlight the reason why that is, that's, that's, that's kind of like BS when it comes to um, the 0.1% and how environment is really what um, <laughs> brings out the gene expression, the environment. So since you're not both like students of both expensive, you want to highlight a little bit more about the environment? Yeah, so absolutely. So, well, it's interesting, and you would have seen this, Thomas, probably, or heard this story with with Joe, and it's probably where it really sinks in the most, is that you can have identical twins with exactly the same gene expression, 
they work in a factory, right, and they're subjected to, to toxins and, you know, really nasty chemicals and one dies at 50, one dies at 85, right? Oh. Now, they're, they're brought up exactly the same. Now, mm. outside of that, though, they might have an extremely different network of friends, one negative, one positive, uh, the food they put in their body, the thoughts they think, it has absolutely nothing to do with their genes. It has everything to do with their environment, their right. network, thoughts they think so good. in their body. Wow. So it's, uh, it's mind-blowing, right? Because if it was genetics, mm-hmm. the identical twins would both die at 50, right, or both live to 85. So... Yeah, it's um, it's it's very very important. Is, did yeah. that answer your question, mate? The, the majority, yeah. I I always say I I've always seen that. Like my mother-in-law talks about how um, one of her grand grandfathers, the wife died, uh, around seventy or eighty, and then he lived until he was a hundred and still climbed mountains and everything. And she, you know, she would talk about what he would eat and just couldn't believe that he had lived that long. <laughs> and I would always, because she's, she's like a huge advocate against like bacon and all the fat, anything with fat on it. And, um, and so I told her, I said, well, he was probably really happy because I always mm-hmm. feel that, that people that see life positively and, and are truly happy mentally and emotionally happy and balanced, they they live longer than everybody else. They live yeah. a long time. So Jen, um, a, a little little secret about my family background. My grandfather lived to be 109 years old. So wow. You're right about that happiness and also the environment, right? And being being active and having a good mindset. So I guess that mm-hmm. kind of goes back to you know how you think about yourself. Don't abuse yourself. You know, make decisions that that lead to better and better things um, in every area of your life. And ha- what do you guys think about balance? So I'm kind of an extremist. <laughs> so, um, so I learned I learned back in my early twenties. Thank you, Aldrich. I know you love this. I know you love this. No, no, it's Jen, okay, it's okay. honest. So I learned back in my twenties the word balance. Because it, you know, I just see that everything, if you do too much, then it's not healthy, you know, one extreme to the other. Um, and so I've, I've just always lived by that principle since that moment to find balance in everything in life. And what do you guys, how do you guys feel about that term? So, so Jen, balance looked different for, for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. What, what might be balanced for you might be different for Kevin and Jeremy and Eldrick and Rob right so you really have to figure out um your priorities right and and what what you believe um is your life balance in a sense you know because like i said it's completely different for everyone mm. and and i'll i'll throw a curveball here in regards to balance and nutrition so something that i i was guilty of sharing with my clients over the years was it's all about balance right now, when you have a set of scales, how do they work? You've got to have equal the same amount either side. Mm-hmm. Not in nutrition, you don't. That's <laughs> that, right, and that's that's yeah. where you've got to be really careful because a lot of people will say, "Well, I had a salad, I can now have a pizza." And oh, it, 
<laughs> unbalanced when it comes to nutrition. So um, that makes sense. That makes sense. There is no balance when it comes to nutrition. Ninety percent good. Then go and enjoy the stuff that you know is not fantastic. But let's be honest, tastes better, right? That's why we we choose the burgers and the pizzas, not because they serve us, but they make we, we enjoy the taste. And so that's I'll what, throw, that's what, I'll that's what it, balance out on that one. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. But that's where the, the 80 20 rules come to play. 80% of the time, eat healthily, you know, do your thing. 20% of the time, you can snack, you can grab things that you might desire. All right. So that 80 20 rule is, is pretty good. Mm. I like mm. that. I like that. <laughs> I keep a couple oh. things in the cupboard, you know, and Kevin's like, you better stop buying that. That's not healthy for you. And I was like, but that is the one thing that I enjoy one day a week. That's yeah, just my, my thing. Here's a trick for you, Jen. Rather than having it in the house, like I, I don't know how close you are to, to shops or, you know, a corner store or where, where you may be able to get that particular product, a little, mm -hmm. um, a little life hack. Rather than keeping it in the house where you don't have to earn that, leave it where it belongs and maybe go okay well i want a chocolate bar right which is totally fine for, for your mental Ooh, that's good it's totally fine but go all right i have to go and walk to the shop to get it I have to work it work okay. right. when you're going to earn it it's as simple as that if it's in the cupboard you're gonna eat it right we tell ourselves <laughs> it's like uh it's okay I'll, I'll eat it and go for a walk later which you're not because you're going to feel worse after consuming it. So a little life hack that I, I don't keep any nasty junk at all. I make sure I have to go and earn it. So that's a, a little simple hack. So this thing is um, actually an Asian milk tea and it comes in packets and it's an hour away from my house. It's the only place I can get it. <laughs> Start walking. And so I, I, make my, I love your idea though. And I will do that on everything else. But this thing, I make myself like eat healthy throughout the week so that I can have that on the weekend and watch my movies or, you know, yeah, I have to walk all the way to the pantry to get it. It's <laughs> no, I'm just do ten squats when you get to the. Pantry. There you go. <laughs> but yes, that's a great. That's a great hack. I like that. No, that's great. No, this is cool. all great, man. This is yeah. super good. And I think as professionals, uh, there's quite a LinkedIn audience on here. I think we get so caught up, and Rob brought up a really good point, right? We get so caught up at working hard right let's dive into that for a bit before we end the episode tonight you know you mentioned working smarter right because we have this i always say uh, you know there's a lot of guys out there right it's always like especially in the u.s culture you know i can't speak for every culture but i'm here in the u.s right uh we, we have this hustle mentality mm -hmm. you know um, like hustle as an athlete, you hustle as an entrepreneur. You got these young guys now, you know, starting their business younger and younger, right? Because we have all these resources that we can't. And then um, it's a disbelief that you just work harder and you get paid more, right? So let's go into that for a minute. What are your your thoughts on hustle mentality, working harder versus working smarter? So, so Kevin, um, there are definitely there are various levels, right? Of 
course, in the beginning, it's it's uh, it's, it's very very important for you to work work hard, but you can also work hard and smart, right? Yep. You don't have to just work hard. You can work hard and smart. Okay, so that, that's one thing people don't realize. It, it's not a it's not it's not like a it's not a, a trade off. It's not like either do one or the next. You can do both. You can do both. Just have have that understanding. You could you could grind. You could work. You could come at your desk and put in that work. But make sure set an alarm on your phone to get up once in a while. Get some fresh air. You know, don't just overwhelm yourself with just staring at the computer for hours and hours just like this. You know, it's all about finding that balance. That balance that works for you. You know, and this is this is a, actually a topic that I'm extremely p passionate about, especially being like an entrepreneur, right? Um, yep. There's so many entrepreneurs that praise the hustle mentality, that praise the no sleep, I'm going to grind, no sleep. <laughs> Bro, you're killing yourself. <laughs> you're killing yourself. All right? There are studies that came out that basically prove when you don't get sleep, you're literally killing yourself. Your cells are dying. All right? Your brain needs to detoxify itself. All right? We need to, we need to get out of that mentality of sacrificing our health to get the dollar. Because oftentimes people would Sacrifice the help, the help to get the dollar, and by the time they're out there, they're already sick. Then they want to they want to buy back their their time and their help. That's counterproductive, man. <laughs> too late. That's too yeah. late. So why not mm -hmm. work hard, but make sure you put systems in place that allow you to work more efficiently. It's all about having the systems, having the right systems, having the right people. This is why. You don't need to be extremely smart to be a millionaire. You could, it's all about hiring the right people to help you get to the next level. You hire coaches. You hire the right professionals. That's that's when the working smarter comes to play. All right? You can work hard by vetting the right professionals, right? Then hiring them, right? So it's literally having that mindset. Hard work plus smart work. Put married, married, married the two. Married the two. That's my, that's my take on that. That's mm -hmm. good. Love that, love that. And and my question is, how often are you hustling and you're creating all this additional stress and angst and anxiety and it feels like you're a rat on a wheel? Hmm. So it's completely counterproductive because you're doing more and you're <laughs> creating less, you're achieving less. It's, it's slowed down to speed up. And as a man and being brought up, you know, in, in, by parents work hard, it's been, it's, it's been difficult to accept that. But when you learn it, game changer. And, again, I go back to Dr. Joe Dispenza and Bob Proctor, you know, these leaders in the industry. There's quantum leaps you can make literally while you're meditating. You can, be, you can sit down for 30 minutes and you can wake up and someone may have messaged you with an opportunity that you, you weren't even thinking about, you know, that you can create with your mind the things that you desire, not working harder. It, it just it doesn't work. But like Thomas said, you can work hard and smart. If, if you're in the right energy and it feels good and you're, you're feeling passionate, you're feeling on fire and you're, you're in that flow state that Jim Quick talks about, then you can even attract more at a quicker pace. But if you're coming from the wrong energy, forget about it. You're going to repel the things you're trying to attract 
while you're burning yourself out and making yourself more unhealthy. So my mantra is 100% slow down to speed up because that period after you've slowed down, you're going to 10x the productivity that you were doing while you were beating that rat on the wheel. So take the time. We, we can only concentrate 25 minutes at a time. So you actually need to stop every 25 minutes. Take a five-minute break. Get up, walk around, take your mind off it, do a, a short meditation, write out a few gratitude, do something that is completely different to what you've been focusing on then watch what starts to happen. Your, your productivity will go through the roof and you'll do, you know, a third of the physical work and, you know, create 10x the results. And, and also sometimes it's, it's a matter of hiring the right who's to accomplish the right hows, right? Yep. Like um, Dan Sullivan, he has this book called Who Not How, right? And imagine not knowing a specific subject or being stuck and you, you're trying to do the research you're trying to figure out how, how this works when there's already somebody out there that's proficient in that exact subject why not just hire that person that already enjoys doing that it makes sense all right it makes sense so hire the right who's to accomplish the house I'll, I'll give you a prime example to back that story up, Thomas. When when I owned my landscaping business, I, I was a machine operator. So okay. I used to drive bobcats and excavators and I had a, a little digger, which was called a Vermeer, okay? Now, I charged, let's say it was um, $80 an hour for my time, okay? The difficult, it was quite funny to watch. It would cost a landscaper $300 to hire a machine themselves to operate for the day, okay? So it cost them $300 to hire the machine. Then they would have to stand on the back of that machine inexperienced, so they didn't have the experience I had. And it would possibly take them two days, okay, to, to do the work that they wanted to achieve. So it cost them $300 in two days of their time where they're not working in their zone of genius, which is the, the hands-on, okay? I'd charge them four hours, $320, and I'd get it done in half a day. They could never get their head around the fact that it was going to cost them more to hire me. It was going to save them physical money, mm -hmm. <laughs> to get their own machine, but they would lose two days. So effectively, they might lose $1,000, $2,000, right? Because the work they weren't getting done in those two days, the guys that figured it out and started to leverage me, they were doing what their zone of genius was while watching me smash out the job quicker. They'd get their jobs done quicker, effectively bringing in a lot more profit at the end of the job. Mm -hmm. I do it now. I hate accounting. I pay an accountant to do it, right? Exactly. <laughs> $100 to pay him what it would take me a week to do. I can focus in my zone of genius and my profit far outweighs, you know, what I save doing it myself. So you're so right, Thomas. You hire people to do the stuff that's going to take you the time. that you don't. I don't want to do accounting. I don't want to learn it. I don't have, you know, a goal to be able to be great at that. I've got other things I want to do, so, you know, pay <laughs> someone else.
Rob, you 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 made me remind. Uh, you reminded me of a, a quote I, I read somewhere, right? Um, about happiness. I think it fits into wellness and the exact example you just said. It says that uh, happiness is being able to do less of what you hate or mm. not do what you hate at all, which is exactly your point, right? Mm. You're, you're not an accountant. I, I don't want to be doing all this accounting thing. I hire someone to do it. Because you are able to do that, you have the option to do that, that makes you happy because you can save your time to do what you really like. So that's sort of like a definition of happiness, right? That's so you brought out that example and it just reminded me of this quote. Yeah, I, I think it's very true. Very true. And, and at the end of the day, what are we all searching for the most? Happiness. happiness. Right? We, we tell people like, what's your goal in life? I want to I wanna make a million dollars. I want to serve all these people. Absolutely. Let's do that. At the end of the day, all we're looking for is happiness. It's, you're so right. Yep. It's the things that make you happy. Yep. yep. I think it's so important to have that mindset of abundance, right? Of being able to um, shift to that abundance because you need the abundance to hire, you know, the people you need to do the things you want them to do, right? Uh, you know, to help you. And, um, man, this is so good. I think we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got something to go to. <laughs> you, you need to pay someone else to go do it. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoy doing it. It's, my, it's feeding my soul. And, and just just to add to that too, sometimes you could, you could do a barter, right? You don't have to pay somebody. You could literally barter, right? So it's not all about the money. If you have the money, figure out a way to still leverage that person's time and energy um, by providing value, some type of value, some somehow, some way. So I just want to throw that little caveat into the mix as well. No, and it's uh, so true. true. Uh, we all have talent. We all have skill sets. We we're all valuable. So, you know, we got to le leverage our value, right? So, no, this is so good. So um, what's the best place to um, connect with you guys? Um, let's start with Thomas. Um, tell them a little about your business as well, you know, for the audience out there that weren't on last week. Got it, got it. Hey, guys, what's going on? So I'm Thomas Johnson. So I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit. It's a wellness and fitness coaching concierge company that I created that provides wellness coaching to busy executives, um, entrepreneurs, and corporations. Um, you guys can find me on LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn pretty much. You can also go on www.getfit.com, and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, everything. Everything Get Up and Get Fit, myself and the team will be there. Awesome. How about you, Rob? Love it. Yeah, so pretty simple. You'll find me at uh, Facebook, Rob Love. Uh, very simple. Uh, Instagram is It's Rob Love, so I-T-S, Rob Love. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Rob Love. Um, again, pretty straightforward. And, look, my business is just uh, we're, we're extremely focused on couples. Uh, my wife and I are very, very blessed to, to have been married for nearly 10 years um, we've seen the importance of not only uh, physical freedom but time freedom and being together every day. So we have a huge passion of healing people from the inside. We also love to to work with people and, and teach them. You know, obviously money is something that I've shared on a bit and the, the importance of multiple streams and, and what might be their passion going and chasing that. So, yeah, we're extremely passionate about just showing couples that, 
time and financial freedom and health creates a beautiful relationship. And we also work with singles as well. We certainly uh, don't pigeonhole anyone, but yeah, we're, we're very focused on nutrition mindset and we're, you know, go to Thomas if you want to learn more of the training aspect. I, I don't do a lot of personal training or fitness, anything like that. That's really not our focus, but yeah, nutrition and education and really just falling in love with yourself first to then be able to mm. share with others what all your gifts that you have. Yeah, and um, before we end tonight, I want to shout out to our sponsors as well. Um, StreamYard is um, the company that makes this all possible so that we can be everywhere whenever we go live. So if you guys have any questions about doing live shows or whatever, um, hit me up and, um, you know, I can help you with how this is produced. Send you a link to StreamYard, Eldrick, Jeremy, or Jen. And then um, we also have the Bottoms Up Perspective Tribe. And um, it's all about connecting with everyday people and supporting each other through our social media journey. Because at the end of the day, you know, social media is about being social. And, um, you know, we have a group of um, uh, pretty much global. Uh, we have an audience almost everywhere, right? So um, that's kind of our goal is just helping everyone be better, right? Uh, the best version of ourselves, you know, and we can always learn from someone. So, um, and everyone has a different perspective on things. And sometimes it's not a matter of, hey, whose opinion's right, but how can we make each other better, right? And um, I appreciate everyone that's on the show tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rob. I'm so glad, you know, I got to we so Rob and I we started Facebook messaging for I think almost a year. Wow. You know, and I've actually never talked to him live, like interacting one on one, like seeing him on the other side. So it's kind of neat, you know. And then um appreciate you, Thomas. We're gonna continue yeah, this um conversation. I'd like to invite you guys to the bottoms up group as well. And um yeah, picture of you guys. Uh, there's some great guys on there. So thank you so much for tonight. And I um, want to say hi to Christina Ross. She just come on. And um, so we appreciate you. And um, next week we could talk about, we might have to ask Rob to come back because um, in February <laughs> we could talk about love. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob. Romance. There you go. So yeah. we got, with, with the name with the name like love, man, you have to, you have to be around all February. <laughs> all February, man. Yeah. So love um, is needed in the world, man. Yeah. So the topic needed. next week is what is love. So um, we look forward to um having all of you join us. So for episode forty-five, and um, have a good night. Have a good rest of your day for those of you in Asia. And um, thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.